Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Okay, the word is out. They're gonna talk about the VOD and the silver screen. Kevin and Tom and Joe know all there is to know. Broadcasting from the Lush But Not Lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude, this is Real Spoilers, episode 774, Iron Claw, I got nothing. <laughs> Fine. White Claw. White Claw. Yeah, well, <laughs> knowing this family. They are pretty white. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> what's left of them? <laughs> So uh, the first uh, this this will be the first synopsis you've ever done where you shouldn't need notes. I don't need anything. Yeah, yeah. you could. This is the first time you could do a synopsis without having seen the movie. Oh, I could. Yeah, yeah. But, but Joe came in with his huge legal pad. I know. <laughs> He's been waiting for this day. It's this. This must be what it feels like. Like when we do musicals for you guys. Like, no. This is, we like musicals, but we're is, not like it's not wrestling for us. That's yeah. true. What Maybe is your, what is your wrestling? The monkeys. Yeah. Oh, right on. What's yours? Hackers, maybe? Interesting. Okay. I love that movie. That's fair. Okay. Yeah, but you don't have like... Yeah, but you're not like a, ha- a hacker. I don't have anything. That, I don't really have a thing. I don't well, this took Video a... games. I like video games. Okay. That makes, I don't that's get the fair. retro games. Yeah. You know, like I started okay. that, the podcast Circle of Wizards starring... Well done. Well done. Starring Matt F. Bosler. <laughs> but I guess that's kind of... I don't have that much time to play them, but I do love retro like NES but that's kind of like if you were to like get into the history of retro video games. Oh my gosh! I watch so I watch ret- uh, the gaming historian Norm is he lives in Kansas City and he has a huge channel, over a million subscribers. He might be two million, I'm not sure, but he goes into the history. He's like a any history channel. Like he'll go through and talk about all the creators and everything. If you're into like games, is it Ben Mankiewicz? Is that his name? That's a guy on TCM, right? He kind of yeah. looks. He <laughs> looks actually like him, uh, but uh, he's really good at those things. He'll go through the history of Nintendo and Mario Brothers and the creators and everything. Sure. And so yeah, that would be okay. Good. Yeah. Good. Well, yeah. when we get to a video game movie, it's all yeah. you. We're gonna. <laughs> we have to watch The Wizard. <laughs> I saw that in theaters. That Tetris movie. 
Tetris, Tetris movie was really good. What was the one? What was the Adam Sandler one? Oh no, we don't. What talk was pixels? That? Yes, no, no, no. that was bad. That was real bad. But it's uh, such a waste because I like it was a fun concept uh-huh. and Big such time. a waste. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there was a short film they shelved like the meet the fa- or like the meet the parents one. Yeah, there was a short film they erased all evidence of, but you know, and then they like screwed the guy out of like didn't they changed it and cut him out of it the guy that created it and did yeah, the yeah, short yeah. it was a big thing but uh did you watch the tetris the apple tv movie? no i have not oh it's so good that's no. the, is that the it's one with... so good taryn edgerton yeah okay watch okay. it it's again you don't have to it's Moneyball. you don't have right. to watch yeah. it has nothing to do with like oh i just love games if you do you'll find it fascinating and you'll be like oh there's the game boy like you'll point out little historical things that was me during this movie yeah, but yeah. but but seriously, you guys, watch. Is it, what's it called? Is it just called? It's not called Tetris, is it? I have no idea. No, it's, it's from it's last not. year. I can't. God, I'm blanking on the name of it. It is so freaking good, though. There you go. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, before we dig into all that shameless <laughs> plugs, don't forget we're available on Apple Podcast, uh, Spotify, YouTube. Yes. You're not supposed to say Google Podcasts anymore. Oh, really? It doesn't exist. They yeah. got rid of it. Man. We'll just promote YouTube. We'll, we gotta bump that up. Yeah, you know, I mean, the and credits good as we all know, right? And and go here and YouTube. You know, and yeah, no, starring. the Apple movie is just called Tetris. Oh, there so, we go. Okay. I, so, I couldn't remember, job. but yeah, yeah, it's good. But uh, oh, it, and Norm, the gaming historian, yeah, I think did the video essay that inspired someone to write that script. Really? Oh, Be- really? Because and I, and I haven't heard of any controversy or anything, but Norm did a great video that I think got a million or two views too, and it's all about how dramatic the whole thing was, and it's 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 a, I mean, having to like sneak into the Soviet Union and stuff, and like you know, it was a game created there by someone in their free time, and they try to take ownership and sell the rights to different people. It's huh. really good. But uh, Norm did this whole video essay on it. And then all of a sudden, a couple years later, like, we're making a movie. <laughs> and I'm like, and I kept posting places like, you should watch this video because uh-huh, it's really uh-huh. good. So, you know, it's just, I didn't even think those two things organically kind of tied together. Yeah. So, uh, oh, yeah, wherever you're, you find us, be sure and follow us. You never miss an episode. Maybe leave us a review. It's super helpful. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash real spoilers while you're there like the page join the group it's called the league of show shares we're hoping you will share an episode and uh people who were kind enough to share an episode last week include librarian cynthia glenn cougar melon brewer tammy lynn powers betts jason mclean travis t witt gabriel lugo richard Krotzer, tom dowdy chris falls ralph Tribble, chris magic man phil timon dissect that film heather Sachs, david rojas krypton krypton orphan 38 oh well all right. What? I mean, I don't know where the 38 comes. Maybe it was just like, oh, I need a number. <laughs> they were born in 1938. That's true. That's Isn't true. that the year Superman came out? Is it 38? Isn't that Action Comics number one? It's 1938? Oh. June of 1938. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Okay. I shouldn't have wow. to tell you. That's I shouldn't right. have to tell you these things. No, G- don't you yes. have that tattooed somewhere on your body? <laughs> uh, Wendy Thompson, Colby Mack. Binge Movies, Geek to Me Radio, Ronnie Castle, Feel and Film, In Session Film, Mike, Mike, and Oscar, Matt, Niglia, and Ryan Terry. So thank you very much for sharing the episode. We greatly appreciate it. Also, don't forget we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash real spoilers, where for five bucks a month, you get all sorts of bonus content, and we like you extra. So uh, there's all that. Let's uh, let's dig in, shall we? Oh, my. Ding, ding. Yeah, just can you just like, just it's going to just going to go throughout the entire I tell thing. It, the whole episode can yeah. just be the bell noise. Uh, before we get started, I do want to say that if you... Uh, go over to binge movies to their patreon jason and i did like a four hour like a, it's gonna be like a four episode thing of th- something that a lot of, of what has to do with this movie is the the dark side of the ring which is a great series and that will be it'll get brought up today yeah basically about how 
the the territories back in the 70s that's how wrestling was there wasn't like a big corporation it was broken up into little it was regional it was they regional. were regional things yeah. that had found various levels yes. of success and depending on what kind of tv they had that broadcast throughout the country right and then like the consolidation of the territories into one big thing which is kind of where we are now but and you then, gotta know the territory but you gotta know the territories um i just got you to quote a musical and you don't even know it. i don't know it what is that <laughs> the music man oh okay <laughs> so like the consolidation of the wrestling territories and how that became one basically monopoly and then how that correlates to where we are in movies right now where it's like three yeah. studios at this point where it used to be hundreds not yeah. even hundreds, <laughs> not but, hundreds but, but a lot and now more it's, and now it's greater not. than three yes, yes correct <laughs> so i think actually it's on his page it's on the binge movies patreon but i'm pretty sure it's free like oh it's, okay. it's a free it, it, it's posted there but it, it's a free show to get people to check out the patreon yeah that's cool yeah so yeah uh man okay <laughs> this i think this is one of my favorite not because it's wrestling it does have a lot to do with it but I think this movie is not a, not because it's wrestling. Correct. Yes. <laughs> right? This movie is fan. This it, this is incredible. Like it's a it really is, good movie. Uh, this is Sean Durkin, the director, writer, director who directed he did that Elizabeth Mar- Mary Martha May Marlene. Yeah, yeah. And the Nest with Jude Law and Carrie Coon. I interviewed him a couple how, years ago. How what, did you see that? How was the Nest? It was good. Mm, I mean, okay. it's, sl- it's a I slow like Carrie burn. Coon a lot. Yeah, it's a slow burn. Just uh, you know, but very haunted. It's about a, a relationship that's going bad and just the mm. implications of that. And yeah, it's. I will say with this movie, it is hard for me because I know. This story, like, this is probably one of the more infamous stories in professional wrestling. I had no idea about this story. Do you remember Carrie Von Erich? No, because okay. I grew up with wrestling, but because of my age, I watched it more in the early 90s. So, oh, so and they I were don't all think gone Texas by Tornado then. was the... I no, mean, I, think that he, was I think he came 80s. in in, like, 989, Yeah, it would have been. Yeah, so there. I had just missed him. And watching the older stuff, see, because they didn't call him Carrie Von Erich. Which I, I didn't realize the Texas Tornado... Was it because Vince didn't want to promote the other? T- so the show? thing with Vince McMahon is he junior, whatever. Well, I'm just saying it's not. He's not junior though. Well, but that's what he's, he goes his, by. It's a different no, middle initial. He right? does not. What the the old guard, Andre the Giant, mm-hmm. uh, Gorilla Monsoon. They called him Junior. Okay, nobody else. I got you. <laughs> yeah, but but he's the his son. dad's name was Vince McMahon. Yes. So. Yes. He's Vincent Kennedy McNair, yeah, McMahon. Not the one, E. The, Vince, one, the one that we... Vincent J. Yeah, Vince, is his dad. Oh, J? I thought mm-hmm. it was E for some reason. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you're thinking of Stimson J. Cat. That's exactly I think, who yeah. I was thinking of, yeah. <laughs> he, when he would bring people into the WWF, WWE now, if they came from a different promotion, he would yeah. basically change their entire... Whatever their gimmick was, and a gimmick... Oh, boy. Which sucks, because it's like people loved the von erics correct so it the, sucks the, that he did that this this film touches on it but you don't know like it's hard to understand just how popular these boys were yeah david carrie and kevin who are the three main characters yeah. of this movie i mean like were legitimate rock stars i had no idea when i went back and watched the vice thing and, oh and yeah all these did you things. watch it yeah okay i watched several of these different specials and oh my gosh these guys were they were bigger were, than movie stars they shut down a six flags like they were out there to do a signing or something and like the police could not get the crowd under control they had to <laughs> shut down six flags well in the movie when you see the funeral well, thing, any, i'm not a fan of wrestling but 
anything that shuts down a Six Flags <laughs> that is, is the, okay that is a in my book. You've got callbacks right there, yeah. buddy. Yeah, go listen to episode 226. <laughs> uh, but in the movie, when we end up seeing the funeral, and you're looking at it from overhead, and I was like, okay. Okay, that nope. crowd is a little like it's not. I mean, you look at it, and the right. crowd is like yeah. the queen is walking, is going mm-hmm. down the street. You know what I mean? It's like that kind of crowd. And then I watch the video, the real I'm like, one. Holy crap! Yeah. That people cared about these. They Those, were superheroes. They were they, American heroes. Uh, they were. You know, the people in Texas grew up with these boys because Fritz was. Okay, so they don't tell you at all about Fritz. Yeah. Uh, Probably for the better. He was a scumbag is really the best way. He was insanely hard on those kids. He sold like well, he sold pictures like he was trying to sell pictures of David in this casket to people. Oh, jeez. Like, yeah. But he also, his his wrestling persona is he was a straight up Nazi. Yeah, well, like, his early one. That's that's the thing is like, I'm glad they don't touch on that because <laughs> they don't really need to touch they on don't. that part of they it. They don't. Because he ends up changing it eventually no, or he, he retires <laughs> that's but he was thinking of like what's the worst yeah like if you're gonna play be, a, be villain, a villain that then you know especially that close to world war ii yeah i don't think it necessarily had quite the same political connotation well, i mean because he was popular so. nazis were bad but he was playing on the fact that nazis were bad Correct. It was a it character, like. to be clear he yes. is not a nazi yeah. he was trying to become the biggest villain in yes. wrestling and so yes he, that's why his yeah. finisher was called the iron claw instead of the iron cross but he did have an iron cross as to, like his ring entrance like he had a big like draping cape that was had a giant iron cross on it and he being Fritz played by Holt. Oh man, I can never see this guy. McElhinney or McElhinney? McElhinney. Either he was on that Mind Hunter. He the, was on. He was like the older cop on Mind Hunter. Yes, yes. that yes. casting. I mean, his <laughs> performance is incredible. It's eerie. It's uncanny when you watch the videos of the real Fritz and then thinking yeah. back to this performance. Holy crap! I it's, mean, it's he must have like I was listening to binge movies actually, uh, and he he's like he must have sat down with Kevin and said this is what I'm trying. Like, can you give me some, you know, some thoughts of, and Kevin played by Zach Efron is, this is basically a, like a biopic, I guess, like for him, like the brothers are around him, but, but he's is, definitely he's the, the star of the movie. He's yeah. also the only one that's alive. Spoilers. Right. He's the yeah. only which, one left, which I think is why they wrapped it around him because well, in the to. end, you know, he has an ending. Like he is still around today and everything, but the other two were more popular. David and Care but it's tough. Not that he wasn't popular, but they I mean, that's why Carrie's the, the one. Like yeah. David so the the way it kind of works in the pecking order and we kind of see this in the movie is Kevin is technically dad literally lays it out as to which one <laughs> yeah. is better. And that's like yeah. it is this eerie kind of like I I laugh during that scene, but at the same time, it's kind of like, oh, this, I mean, like it's it's darkly. That's funny. the kind of person yeah. he was, but in it, he wasn't even joking. No, no, I mean, no. Yeah. And Kevin said in interviews like that he really did have an order of favor. Oh, for that sure. Was, I mean, the way that I have to say after watching the specials, the way this film portrays this family is very accurate. Pretty spot. There's on. things to. Make I mean, it honestly, fit into. it sounds like if anything, they toned it down. They did. Yeah. yeah. There's an. Uh, well, here's the here's the one thing they leave out. There's another brother. Yeah. That they don't talk about because he also died. Chris, mm. who is the they kind of Mike and Chris kind of get morphed together mm-hmm. in this movie. It's called an amalgamation. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Chris was the youngest of the brothers. He had asthma as a kid, so he had to take like this medicine that made his bones not brittle, but not not as dense. Well, I he guess didn't, he didn't grow. He was only five five. Yeah, 
compared the to the other boys. Big, yeah. You know? So he, you know, trying to live up to his family name and uh, he gets in the ring and he breaks his arm um, and he ends up the... I'm trying to think. He he shoots himself is what he does. Is, mm. And the director, like, you know, and Kevin finds him. Like, Kevin uh, finds a note from Chris and it says, you know, it, it's basically a suicide note. And he goes to Fritz. And he was like, hey, have you ever seen him do this before? And he's like, Fritz is like, you better go find him. And as Kevin finds him, he hears the gunshot and he goes to, like, grab Chris. He puts his hand this is from Kevin's mouth. Uh, he puts his hand, like, under his head because he thought he took something. And his fingers, sorry, YouTube or whoever, like, slip into the bullet hole. Ugh. And he, that's how. So that's why, I mean, we're jumping way around. This the is, end I'm of just this, saying, but, like, this is the one. But that's why the, carry the death thing, at the end is no, a combination. No, the carry thing, oh, you're, sort you're, of. You're not right. Listening, I'm, kind it's, of. It's an amalgamation because the dad finds him, not Kevin. So yes. that's why that is the amalgam of Yeah, the way the brothers. way Carrie dies is right. Carrie yeah. does, and it's awful. Like this yeah. family, and, and the director's like, I just couldn't put another one in there. Yeah, like I couldn't. Uh... Well, and it makes sense too. Like the Chris thing. I mean, as much as I mean, as tragic as it is, and he was another one of these brothers. But there's already so many characters to follow. Sure. Yeah. And so it would be really hard to put all five of them, and they all were five wrestlers. Yep. So it's like, I, I get. And then, it. and then to have him die, another one die, yeah. and that honestly is what killed that promotion. It got to a point where the fans were just like, even the fans couldn't take it because it wasn't just the Von Erichs that died. There were other. Bruiser Brody, who we see in the movie, uh, and Gino Hernandez, who was the the tag team that uh, the brothers fight for the when they finally debut together. Mm. It, those are the two that they fight together. Both Bruiser Brody's murdered in Puerto Rico, and Gino Hernandez. Nobody's really sure what happened to Gino, mm. but I mean, there can only be so many tragedies in, right. in in a company where the fans just stopped coming, and the. Yeah, that's that's what ended up killing that promotion is it was just too much. Yeah. And then, you know, so we do open up in this flick uh, with it looks like Fritz having his last match. Moira Tierney, who I think is also astounding in this as Helen, the uh, matriarch. I don't think it's Von Fritz's Eric's. last match. I think it's this, he's starting to take off. He just got the car so he could travel around the territory. Is that I thought he was going to buy the territory. Oh, you're right. No, he's but, just they were showing that like he was just kind of this like mediocre wrestler and he's like if i'm gonna start if i'm gonna really make some money i yeah. gotta start acting the part right so he leases a cadillac sells his car and then he's gonna start touring as the the bad guy the bad villain guy. and be big and then i think that's gonna transition into where we yeah. end up in he, modern day he, he, he also shows that like he doesn't really care about his family it's about yeah. wrestling yeah and if wrestling supports his family hey great right but like he's willing to like risk everything yeah to just and, chase this dream. And he wants to be the world champ. He wants yeah. that. And it doesn't matter how he gets it. He wants that belt uh, and, in and, the family. And they don't show you. While he's traveling around the country and he's at a wrestling match, the oldest brother. Oh, Jackie. Jack, Jack yes. Jr. Yes. Dies because he's out by the trailer and he somehow gets electrocuted. So what he does is he touches the hitch and he gets electrocuted and he falls face first like into a puddle mm. and dies. And like drowns. And drowns. Yeah. Uh, and Kevin is there and yeah. kevin i think was like three or four and i do like the line man there's there's a line of the we'll get there at the end of this movie oh yeah holy what a great way to yeah. end it that was um 
And well, I'll get into it. Yeah. Uh, and that's really something from those interviews he yes. said. So I mean, the fact that they yeah. used that, like they Durkin did his homework. Like this thing is so sort of. What do you mean? Sort of. There's stuff that. Uh, it, well, I don't. I don't think that he's wrong. I think he changed things for a narrative for film. narrative purposes i don't disagree I, I, but that. he did his homework there's yes. no way he got stuff wrong he he made of he had to make this, concessions this is, this is based on a true story yeah. yes. i tell you at the front they had that's any biopic it, you know right no one's sitting there reading the history book and one to one you know what i mean and well if, they should no, if, if they were going to this this could have very easily been a series yeah. i think this would have made a very interesting tv you could series. have stretched this out into yeah. six and seven episodes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So Jackie is technically the oldest Von Eric, but he does not. He, he dies the dies youngest. The, he of, dies the youngest. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Kevin is the oldest, and I, for the longest time, I always thought David was the oldest, just because the he, way they pushed him. Well, and also he was more popular. Yeah. Like he had there. There is something in wrestling that you you just need to have that extra gear, and Kevin had the athleticism mm-hmm. and he had the the charisma in the ring, but he couldn't talk. And not that he couldn't, but when that was not a good public speaker. Correct. Yeah. And then when you see David, I mean, that's pretty accurate as David gets on the mic and he is just a natural, which is so much what wrestling is. Right. right. I mean, obviously you have to be athletic. They're all pretty athletic, but it's the guys on the mic. It's the rock. It's Stone 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 Cold. Those are the people that motivate people. And, you know, warrior and all the people back in the day, too. But like think about modern wrestling. It's like it's all about how good you are on the mic. It's storytelling. It's exactly. You have to sell. You have to, you know, get your get the get the fans invested in you, mm-hmm. uh, and you and and David had it. So, Carrie or Kevin is not floundering, but he has this match with Harley Race. Who, uh, if you're from St. Louis, is kind of is, he's based here. He was based here. He's not so now. much. So many Missouri references because yeah. of the <laughs> because you know, all of the rest the NWA. The yeah. NWA. I mean, this was a hub. Uh, of the NWA, St. Louis wrestling, at, wrestling the chase, at the chase, like all of there's all of this different stuff that that was St. Louis, you know, we're the center of the United States. I'm not. And then just was saying it at the that, keel? But, uh, they did wrestle at the keel, but wrestling the, at, the, at chase the chase is yeah, the is the big thing. It's like, the at the chase. <laughs> oh no, I know that. Okay. No, no, I'm saying, but didn't they go to? Didn't they move? Like after that, didn't they do wrestling stuff at the keel? The keel is the chase. Oh no! Wait, I'm sorry. There was a different building, the Keel Auditorium, the Keel Auditorium, yeah. which then be yes. But so there were, it was Keel Auditorium, and there was also Keel Opera House. Correct. Mm-hmm. So Keel Opera House for local people today is is Steeple, yeah. right? Yeah, and it's kind of interesting to think that they did wrestling in there. Yeah, which is just very. Oh, even, they did it at the theater. Even at yeah, at the Opera even, House? even okay. wrestling at the Chase. Like if you ever been inside, which is a kind of a historic hotel here in town, they have like a banquet hall. It's where Masters and Johnson lived. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, but like lived the way on the penthouse on the top floor, I believe. Yeah, huh? But the way that banquet—it's hard to like. I've been in that banquet hall. I'm just like, how did this work? Yeah, like it doesn't make any sense how they had how they would get this set up. Um, so Kevin has this or has this match with Harley Race, and and we on Review STL we have an interview with the actor that played him. To play who? Harley Race. Oh, do you really? Mm-hmm. That's fun. Yeah, Kevin, I can't remember the actor. He's pretty, like, that's pretty spot on. He looks just like He sounds dude. like him, too. Yeah, he's a, he did a really Harley good Harley Race is a very interesting fellow. Harley Race is, like, the epitome of the guy in the bar who just sits at the end of the bar and doesn't say anything, but will tear your face off. <laughs> yeah. um, he is kind of famous for, he could, like, bite a, uh, either he could bite or he could use his hands and just, like, break and twist off b- beer bottles. Mm-hmm. 
that aren't twist off. Right. Before they were twist off. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. He make like, my teeth start hurting again. He's he he like a, a, a man. Isn't a, it a bruiser? Isn't the best it interesting way to... to see the transition of what popular wrestlers looked like, and then maybe it's the Von, like the Von Erichs, the Von Erichs, more of the modern prototype. A lot but, of what you see in wrestling today is because yeah. of the Von Erichs. But then you think of like George the Animal Steel. <laughs> yeah. It's Hulk Hogan. Obviously, was a body sure. guy, but he was not built like Kerry Von Erich. Yeah. Like Kerry Von Erich, those guys are built like the way you see you today. Know. Yeah, yeah, they're an ultimate warrior, and yeah, well, okay, I'd say warrior's more of a body than. And where's warrior from? Texas. Oh, is he from Texas? Yeah. Okay, well, so he there's, there's his... a line in this when Kerry comes home for Christmas, yeah. and Fritz says, "You know, when are you going to get your shot? Your it looks like your old tag team partner Hellwig." Seems to be getting a is shot. Is that him? That's the ultimate warrior. Ah, Jim Hellwig was the he was, ultimate warrior. Okay. And he was champion at that point. So it's interesting. So Carrie went by the American warrior or the... So Carrie was the modern day warrior. The modern day warrior. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Carrie so Von Erich. I can see where that character evolved. And the ultimate warrior in WCCW, the world class, was the Dingo warrior. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Dingo warrior. And his tag team partner was Sting. Ah, like they were the Blade Runners. You have a shirt of that? I do. I'm wearing it right now. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So yeah, so Kerry gets this or Kevin gets this title shot, and the goal is is that this will it's going to be a DQ. Kevin's going to win. It's predetermined, folks. We all know that. We're not Mm going to pretend like it's not. Uh, But we're not quite there yet because he hasn't even done the. We haven't even talked about the, the to get the title shot yet. The first match he has is a not for the belt. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't, but he, that's the whole thing is like they, the, yeah. the goal is like, they're going to get you two in the ring. Ke- Kevin is going to win by disqualification. Yeah. And then that will lead to, because gotcha. that's kind of the way wrestling used to be is you would, uh, the NWA champion would go from territory to territory and kind of build up their stars. And then it's crazy. And if they took off enough, they would give them correct. The belt. I, I find that so fascinating that it's not like it was a very carnival like experience. Yeah, yeah. And it's not predetermined in the way like, OK, you're going to go on this six month tour and then end up with the belt at the end. They're like, if you're popular enough, you'll end up with the belt. I think that's such a fascinating way to see, like, does this guy work or not? Because we're yeah. not going to give the belt to someone if they're and not it, and popular. The, and, and that's the whole thing is like the NWA, their champion would go to Texas. They'd go to St. Louis. They'd go to the Carolinas. They'd go, you know. They and apparently put on the same show at each stop because there was no TV, and you know, right at first. Back then, yeah. And so if you had somehow watched both shows, it'd be the same outcome. It'd be well, the same moves. Shawn Michaels has told the story uh, where he was wrestling. Uh, he was working a program, which means they were, these two guys were working together. Uh, Razor Ramon or Scott Hall. They, mm-hmm. they were working towns together and they would have an a match a b match and a c match and they knew it they knew what they were going to do and he's like what what are we going to do that's good they started switching them up go to match a or go to match yeah Yeah, because by then you have tv you have stuff like that it sounds like the von erics really were the ones that may like they said in in the documentaries like there was no one with cameras going into the ring and doing all um, that and they kind of started the show that world-class revolution like things that we see today yeah came from world it sounds class. like they invented modern well and there's a line wrestling. in this where the the younger the youngest brother is like did was it mike did, yeah. did you see uh, like oh, all the good camera all the new camera yeah. angles yeah and, and fritz is completely dismissive camera. Like, oh people don't come for the camera angles and it's like the hell they don't yeah, right Especially like it makes they're on espn it, it makes it more dynamic for the home viewer which is 
ultimately like yeah that's they are there for the <laughs> whether the average viewer knows that they're there for the camera angles or not right. if they watch one with really good camera work and one with a, garbage camera work yeah like they're going to instantly like the better camera work mm-hmm. one better they that's used a, to essentially just set up a camera and point it at the ring but that wasn't exciting no i mean and, and the ww the way wrestling looks now is based on the wwe like they have that i it's hard to describe to tell someone who doesn't watch wrestling that vince mcmahon the way things are shot and the cameras are moved and the way things look like he did all that. Like that's, that's basically what it's looked like. If you were to watch an episode of raw from 1997 and watch an episode of raw from 2023, it's basically the same. It's better yeah. cameras. Like there's more lights yeah. and but yeah, digital boards, the but the angles yeah. and the way the camera moves, all that stuff is from him. But it sounds like he took it from the Von Erics. Did. Yeah. Right? The Von Erics. There was no theme music back then. Like the Von Erics and the free birds were the first ones to start using like, popular songs uh, that was cool the way they show mike so did boxing take that from wrestling i think probably the pageantry i think has always been there with boxing yeah. but i think that there's probably like a give and take between the two uh as far as like using uh songs probably it, it probably is like a like a symbiotic kind of thing because you know in, in i'm pretty rocky, sure apollo creed invented uh, <laughs> but i mean rocky coming out to high hopes and yeah uh, you know things like that but i mean yeah, wrestlers just kind of like, you know, the, the ring announcer would say their name and they'd trot out to the ring. And uh, it, I'm pretty sure it was the Freebirds that started using, like, licensed music. And it changed everything because then the crowd knew who was coming. And right. Do you think they yeah. licensed it back then or just Hell no. It? Like, there's no, no way to. <laughs> no way. No, I mean, Paul, they tell stories of Paul Heyman who ran ECW. Like, would, you know, he would use alice in chains or pantera and never license the music like that's you know when you watch the stuff on the wwe network now or the parents oh they have Peacock, to take all the music they out have of to it. put in yeah. like garbage like oh sorry uh yeah like under like royalty free yeah. that might sound a little bit like man yeah. in the box but it's not you know um, when i used to work in radio they would send us uh discs of royalty free music and it was all like named to where it was like <laughs> You, you know, knew what it was supposed to be. You, you knew what it was supposed to be. You know, it right. was like the Dead Heat Chili Pipers, <laughs> and it's like, and it would sound like you know, oh my, I'm gonna listen. To that's the right. Dead it, would, chili it, it would sound like you know, like the opening of like Suck My Kiss or yeah, something, right, and, right. It, but not. Really, not really. We need, yeah. we need the the new intro to the show. I think for 2024 is the Dead Heat. Chili I will Pipers. tell you, go if you can go find it on YouTube. They're everywhere. If you listen to Chris Jericho's. Oh, we might not want to maybe mention not, him maybe right not. now. Maybe Diamond yeah. Dallas Page. Oh, say, thank you. Diamond Dallas Page's like WCW theme. It smells like Teen Spirit. Yeah, but it's not. <laughs> like it's that's absolutely what it is, but it's not. Um, yeah. So he gets this match, and the match goes okay. Like everybody's kind of on board with it. They're all hyped up, but but he gets on the mic and he can't he say can't, anything. And so so David jumps in the ring and starts cutting a promo. And when cutting a promo means like he's talking smack to Harley Race. And it's uh, it's very accurate is that David just had it, whatever that X factor is that you need to get over uh, in front of fans like it was just he had it and everybody saw it. Even Kevin saw it and he was just like, and that's how that happened is they they strapped beginning of the end for Kevin's title. Correct. Push sort of (laughs) right. Because as the story goes on and they don't really get into it, but 
<laughs> as Kevin becomes the only Von Erich left, like we got to put it on somebody, right? You know, he's got the name, correct, right? And he's but, got but, he's got the skills, but but for this time period, yes. I mean, that's stuff that I mean, the movie doesn't even show him ever becoming the. He, so champion. he has a match in. Actually, let me see. I wrote this down. He wrestles Flair at one point after Flair gets the belt. Who doesn't, right? That's also true. Right? Like, that dude he wrestled was the guy. He was the guy. <laughs> he was the man. I wrestled him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was just for fun. That was recreation. That was funsies. Yeah. 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 Um, he does he stay in at the chase. And, yeah, yeah. He's like, hey, let's go. What are we doing? <laughs> um, so he does wrestle Flair at one point before David, I think. And Kevin wins the belt, but it, they do what's called a dusty finish. Dude, so that was messed up. Which one? The real when he wins, but do, they take it away and disqualify him. Right. That was me- they don't show this in the movie, but in real life, yes, that was it's up. called a Dusty Finn. And Dusty Rhodes is a famous wrestler. His son is now on the the program Gold now. Cody. Dust. Yeah. No. Well, that's his well, other Dustin. son. Well, Dustin. The first, the yeah. one that was before. Yes, Cody right. was. Yeah, Dustin Gold Dust. Gold Dust. Uh, and he what what happens is you make the you make the the baby face go over. You make the crowd think that they've won this belt. Or won the match, and then the refs say, "Oh, we missed this," and they give the they reverse the decision. I watched the real <laughs> thing, and I'm like, "How did they get it?" Like, I didn't see anywhere. What did they say he was disqualified? So there, there for? could have been. So one of the rules, I think, in one of the promotions was like you couldn't jump off the top rope. Oh, like that was that was his finish. You couldn't yeah. throw someone over the top rope. It okay. was all these different things that were, pretty- which was weird because earlier in the match, I believe Flair threw him out of the ring. Okay, so right, but he's a bad guy. And so oh, Flair's, so so Flair's it, breaking, breaking the rules. But I'm just saying, if they're going to disqualify Kevin, Flair well, did don't it. put logic into it. Okay, I'm just saying, <laughs> I watched the match. We're not, I, we're not I, here for that. I was yeah, as right. frustrated as those people in the audience. Because when, when Kevin won the belt, I mean, that pop. Yes. People were so ecstatic. Because at this point in time, the Von Eriks were more popular than the world champ. Mm-hmm. They wanted him. Mm-hmm. And when they took it away, that whole audience is like, <laughs> you know, I'm surprised there wasn't a Well, that's right. the thing is, right? And now you've got the, now you've got the fans that come back yeah. when Kevin gets his rematch. I will yeah. say, uh, Kevin wrestled Harley Race in 83. But David wrestled Harley Race in 77 and 81. Hmm. So, like, David was already wrestling. So, they make in this movie, they make it look like David jumps in the ring and all of a sudden. But when that match happens with Harley, David has already wrestled Harley Race twice at that point. Um, So, yeah. So, and now they've strapped the rocket to David. And that's the, and he was it. He was going to be the one to bring that title into the family. He was going to Japan. Uh, to do this tour and basically they say you got to get over in Japan to get over here because the NWA at that time had a working relationship with Japan. I had no idea thing. that back then wrestling was so popular. I, mean, I know today it's huge sure. in Japan, but I had no idea back in the 70s, 80s that people blew up like that. Oh, yeah. 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 Big time. I mean, you can find like um, Hulk Hogan. I want to see Hulk Hogan go like Japan. Hulk Hogan wrestles the great yeah. Muda like over wow. in Japan and he wrestles a completely different style. Because yeah. Japanese wrestling is completely different right. than it is here. That's interesting. Uh, it's weird to watch Hulk Hogan, who's you know very like body slam punches yeah. in the face, actually doing athletics, doing like an enziguri, which is like kick to the back of the head wow. or an arm bar or things. It's like this. I don't like this at all. Like, can you go back to dropping <laughs> legs? Uh, so while all of this is going on, Carrie, uh, who is the middle brother, is about to go to the Olympics, and he is going to. He's a discus like shot put thrower. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> Jimmy Carter pulls the United States out of the Olympics in 84. No, 
What year is 80. it? 80. 80. Yeah. Um, in Russia. Yeah, because the Olympics are in Moscow. Moscow. The Olympics are in Moscow. Mo- Russia invades Afghanistan. Right. It's can it's very it's bad it's bad and so he's like we are not going to send our american athletes to the soviet union right and pretend like everything's okay when they're invading afghanistan when it's not yeah right which is like just another bad luck i mean besides from the deaths i mean with jack jr dying like this is really the first really bad tragedy mm-hmm. that happens because it's like this guy would have like a whole the, different he's almost like michael corleone in the godfather <laughs> yeah. right he, like I mean, you're gonna go be much le- you're gonna go yeah, be yeah. a legit athlete not a wrestling athlete and 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 bring that sort of stature yes. to the family and instead it gets taken from and him. yeah it comes it home drag, and, it drags you back in yeah right i want you to be a part of the family and, business and that's yeah. and that's the other thing is i think that they do a really good job of making fritz in the beginning, right, I think he's very lovable and he loves these boys and he loves the business and he's that's their world. And as the movie goes forward, he gets worse and worse and worse, uh, which I do think is interesting because in this scene, right, so Carrie, they realize that he's not. I do like the scene where Carrie's practicing and then like the coach, the coaches come walking out and people are just kind of like, what's going on? Yeah. And then you see like the reactions of people around them where like a guy's throwing his hands up or another you know, guy collapses. And I, this is, you know, Sean Durkin being an excellent director. I love that he shows and does not tell. I, oh his, yeah. Yeah. His yeah. movies are full of that where he does not hold your hand. Yeah. He presents enough evidence to figure it out, but I just love that his storytelling technique is watching these things play out without yeah. a character expository. Like, there's archival footage of like Jimmy Carter saying we're not going. Yeah. So he doesn't have to say anything. But I just love that in another movie, someone can go, Hey guys, they're stopping the Olympics. <laughs> right, right. But yeah. in this movie, it sits there for a minute and everyone's like, what's going on? Yeah. It's the audience. You go, what's going on? You're like, like, what is happening I, here? I yeah. just love that you get to take in the story like that, whereas someone else would just spoon feed it to that's you. That's true. I'm just saying he's a really talented director and that's just a small part, but you'll notice that throughout the film is he lets you kind of live in the moment with mm-hmm. the characters, see it through their eyes. There's some excellent performances. I mean, uh, Zach Efron is phenomenal in this movie. He's a really good actor. He is fantastic in this movie. I can't get over his face. <laughs> well, he had a he a, did broke something. his jaw. Is that what and, he did yeah. for real? Well, his, yeah, he broke his jaw before when he was doing the Great Beer Run or something mm. because he's in interviews to promote that movie, and he people said, "Oh, there's rumors you've done something to your face," and so he broke his jaw. Okay, and so it healed in a certain way and then obviously put on a lot of muscle for this movie and then I think you just fill out overall yeah, but sure, sure, sure. but uh, yeah he had a you know an injury it was a little distracting because I and that's but not you know kind of hit he didn't look like Zac Efron honestly. he didn't look like Zac Efron the, so. the only issue I do have with that is he got himself into Carrie Von Erich's shape and not Kevin. I was just that was one of my things that I had noticed watching that archival footage. I'm like, yeah. whoa, Carrie was that big. Carrie was huge. But going back to the thing, I think they centered this around Kevin because mm-hmm. he's going to be the one that's through. He lived the the entire story. Yeah. But you know they you can't have every actor dedicate themselves to no. That's true. Gain, you know what I mean. So it's like it's a tough thing because. Kevin looked like what Carrie looked like, but you can't have every actor putting on 60 pounds of muscle, <laughs> and right? Some, some people, you just can't do it. Like, their totally. body just doesn't work I mean, that to way. Find, okay, talk about uh, apparently finding an actor that looked and sounded like Ric Flair very difficult. Oh, God. Yeah, but if you didn't my, watch wrestling, you still would know that's my not. my wife was just like, 
what was the Ric Flair thing? <laughs> he, here's the thing. That Here, was someone who could not hide their accent, whatever accent they have. I don't know Here's the thing what. about Ric Flair is hit, that character is very specific. Yeah. And it is, you know, you can do a Ric Flair, you know, like, mean, woo, you know, like all that. He's got a he's Yeah, got the a woo cadence. he got down off yeah. camera. You, you heard him. I know, but I'm just saying. He said woo. That's yeah. about the only thing that guy could do. Uh, it's bizarre. That it was. was the thing that almost took me out of the whole thing. Yeah, the movie was great until then. Yeah. It is an excellent movie overall. The that is the first time in the entire movie where you go, "What the hell is that?" Yeah, that promo that he cuts that they show is like, "Man, you should just play the Flair the real yeah. promo." <laughs> and I went back Holy and watched because I'm like, "I gotta see." I watched the Flair Von Eric promos, like yeah. with the different brothers and stuff, and each one, and I'm like, "Okay, yeah, that's what what I remember." Ric Flair, mm-hmm. even when even, I watched even WCW, today. Yeah. like. You know, that's the Ric Flair I know. Whatever he was doing in this movie is real bad. It's nothing like the it's, way Ric Flair talks. Did it's, you ever see? Uh, is it who is it? Will Ferrell in what's the HBO show where Dana McBride plays like the pitcher? He's bound and down. He's bound and down. Yeah, the, there's a there's where a he's clip. a car salesman. Yes. Yeah, that's what that reminded me of. But it, man, it was real bad. Yeah, I just don't know what the hell that. I mean, for for a movie that's so well casted and the performances are so good. Yeah, like I don't know why that guy got to be Ric Flair. I just I don't, don't get it. It wasn't. It, Did they hire him before he got on the mic? They're like, <laughs> they were like, oh, like, you got the man. Then, <laughs> it's uh, weird. Yeah. So, Carrie gets pulled off the Olympic team. He goes home and he's with his brothers. And there's even a scene here where where the the Von Erich boys are playing football and Mike is not the most athletic one and he he's into music and he's just into different stuff uh and his dad is just busting his balls i really thought that he was going to end up being gay oh well i gotta tell we never got it mike never lived long enough yeah to get around to that uh but i don't think you're totally wrong you know though there could have he could have been but could you imagine being in that family? Yeah, that would like, be holy crap, awful. But I really thought that because he was more like musically inclined, and right. like he he seemed the the sensitive one of yes. the family. I think you're absolutely and right. Although I th- I think the movie kind of plays Kevin is also sensitive, but savvy also enough, kind of a dope, savvy enough to shut up about it. <laughs> yes, right. Yes, <laughs> exactly. We should also say that we are introduced to Lily James, who when she comes on screen. I didn't know she was in this movie till she showed up. Yeah, but she for a bit. she is. I think she's the epitome of a, of a star. Like you're immediately drawn to her. Like she is. We talked about her in Cinderella. Uh, so, we, yeah, she she does have that thing. Right, yeah. she has that charm, that charisma, that natural talent to where you're just she's mesmerizing in yes. that way. Right. Yeah, she's. I think that's exactly right, and she's so good because Kevin is kind of adult. Uh, he's kind of not an adult, but he's just kind of clueless. So like when she's hitting on him, he has no idea uh, that yeah. she's hitting on him. And she's like, you know, you're kind of supposed to do this. She's like, oh, yeah, right, right, right. Uh, so just to break in here, breaking news. Aaron Dean Eisenberg says, I'm sorry if you didn't like how I portrayed Ric Flair. I stand behind what I did. Well, he's got a lot of heat. Well, bud, you did a bad job. Anyone that has ever <laughs> even watched an episode that's of wrestling the, That's the like, thing is like, I feel like Flair... As soon as you see, even the flair from the 80s, right? As soon as you see him, you're like, oh, I know who that guy is. Yeah. Like, that guy looks, you know, like a, it, the other problem is, is at the draft house, they played a lot of Ric Flair pl- 
promos. <laughs> so and it was it's like top it was, of mind. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Even the promo that he cuts in the movie is in the the promo thing. He worked with Durkin on another film of his called Dead Ringers, so I guess he knew the guy and gave him the part. But it's just a shame because it is like a smudge on this almost perfect film. Like yeah. it's the worst thing about the movie. And I mean, I, that may sound over dramatic, but it takes you out of it so much because it doesn't even matter. Like pretend you pretend Ric Flair didn't exist. And these were all fictional characters. and They made up a character. It's just bad. It is bad. Like, you know, it's not right, but it's also just a really bad promo. And like Ric Flair was good on the mic. Right. You know what I mean? It just, I don't know. It's a very strange thing. It was very weird. Um, so the thing that they don't really touch on is so now Carrie's in the ring and Carrie is the we co- said David died. Not yet. Okay. But we're going to get that's, okay. that's next. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, Carrie is the like an, the word that you used before amalgamation <laughs> Amalgam- amalgamation he is a combination of, ca- of you should know this there was a there was the, brand was amalgam amalgam yeah where right. they merged the marvel oh, and man. dc characters super soldier was my favorite yeah yeah uh of david and kevin like he had the charisma he had mm. the body he had the athletic ability like he had everything so now he's in the ring all the two the three brothers are fighting together what they don't talk about is they have this feud with the Freebirds, uh, who was it's Michael P.S. Hayes who is still working in the industry today. Terry Gordy, who is the big guy, and I wish I could remember the third. It Freebird. wasn't Flair. Flair wasn't no. There? Okay. Well, Flair's involved in that, right? So Carrie okay. is uh, working with Ric Flair. They're having this. You know, the Freebirds were good guys. The they were working together. It was this big thing. Um, they're having this cage match between. Uh, Carrie and Flair and Carrie is going to win and Michael Hayes is like giving him a chair he's like hit him with the chair hit, you know giving him everything he can to like get and Carrie will not do it because he's a good old Texas boy mm. he's playing by the rules he's not going to break them and then the Michael P.S. Hayes slams the because Carrie won't be a bad guy Michael Hayes slams the cage door on Carrie's head quote unquote yeah and this starts a feud that will set world class on fire for a long time. The feud between the Von Erics and the Freebirds was a thing that, like, I mean, it jacked that promotion up to a billion, and they were off to the races from there. Uh, so that spun out David, and David was going to go on, and he was going to go to Japan. The real story is that they're sitting at a table, their kitchen table, in, on the ranch. And Kevin was like looking at David and knew that David didn't look well. And he's like, Hey man. So the scene in the, and this is, it takes place in a bathroom at, at the wedding, at the yeah, wedding. Kevin yeah. and Pam are getting married. Yes. And David's in the bathroom throwing up. And I do like that. Even Kevin's just like, Hey man, like it's, it's early. Like, yeah. What the hell? But you can see in the toilet. It's it doesn't, look, it doesn't look right. Yeah. Uh, You're like, that's not Jack and Muscatcholi. <laughs> <laughs> so gross <laughs> uh i had that at my wedding um and he basically kevin says he's like i don't think you should go like this is a bad idea but david has to go like if he wants to get this belt he's got to go and in real life he talked to his dad and the dad said you're gonna make every appearance that you basically you show up to everything you're booked for oh, you never miss a book so i mean man uh so in this f- guy i mean really at the Which, end of Fretz? the day Fritz, Fritz, yeah man he was living vicariously through his children. I mean, he's a stage mother. He, yes. He 
I mean, he was big, but he never got to the levels that he wanted to be. He never got the belt. You know, and he says throughout the film, they kept stealing it from us. They never gave us our shot. Right. And so one after another, he has all these boys, and each one of them is going to go. This is what I'm going to do if Brian ever gets a hit podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and then Us too. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like one of these kids is going to bring the belt home and then he just keeps pulling them in and pulling well, them in. We had two kids that were going to do it. And and it's so sad because at the end of the day and why, you know, I think Zach Efron gives such a good performance in this and it he's the pain that you see through his eyes and feeling about, you know, the being passed up by his father and seeing all these kids falling into this trap and everything and how Fritz would just make it about like he would spin it around and pretend like oh well you know you've had some bad fortune but now you get to come and and make the family proud and all this but really what it is it's like this asshole yep is so selfish and is so proud of the name and what he built that it's like he's going to get this title one way or another and it's sad because ultimately it's him. And I think Zac Efron eventually will allude to it by the end of the film. But throughout the whole thing, no one says it. No one really stands up to him. But uh, yeah, this I, jerk is responsible for the downfall of his entire family. Yeah. And his and his own organization Yeah, at the same time. Unfortunately, David does go to Japan. He dies uh, in Japan in February of 1984. Now, now, this is an interesting story. It's one of two things, right? Mm-hmm. There's some people, the, the, the main thing the is the, the working theory is that he had gastrointesterous and testerous that's the official theory. that's the one yeah. that, that the japanese coroner reported it as is that he basically his intestines burst and that's what killed him like that's why he was throwing up like that's but why that's there's two stories the one is that the they tell this to bill Irwin. Uh, who was a former the the goon? If you ever if you Google that guy mm. in the WWF, he was basically a hockey player. <laughs> that's you know uh, says that like they were in Japan and what there you just kind of eat and they think that he just kind of he ate so much that he burst his he already had this thing and he ate so much that he that his stomach burst and that's what killed him. That seems unlikely. Yeah. So the other it, theory flair to this day. Yeah, says, and also. Apparently he was doing. A, they say he was doing a lot of drugs to hide the pain and stuff. As, that is as correct. you see in this movie with the other brothers, it's yeah. like they, well, the one brother, they yeah, you, they have no choice but to you work through work it, work through it because of this terrible father, right? And so they basically are just like, well, I got to do it. And so apparently he was doing a lot of drugs to you know, understandably so, correct, to get through this stuff. And they, the the story, story that is unproven, is that Bruiser Brody. Uh, goes to David's room, finds David dead, and then he starts flushing drugs down the toilet to get rid of it. So there's no evidence of drugs. Uh, I think the story is somewhere probably in the middle. I do think that he had this thing. I mean, like Ivy. And I then the drugs exacerbated it. Yeah. Both. Yeah. I think it all ties in together. I saw Ric Flair do an interview from a year ago, and he's just like, yeah, no one really knew he was on all these drugs. Like he just to this day. Also, he's like, here's the thing about wrestlers. 98% of them are lying. <laughs> that's the truth. Yeah. Like that's, I mean, they're going to tell a story. If they're, they're the fish they caught was like this, it's going right. to be like this. The guy that's the worst is Hulk Hogan. Sure. Like that's the, well, also too, I think after so many years, you just start believing your own stories. Yeah. Right? True. That's like, very true. Like, I mean, at first, you know, you, you know, you're a wrestler and you're selling it and you're doing all this stuff and you live this persona. And then 10 years later, do you really remember? Right, right, right. The original. I mean, you, yeah, it, it's, it's like that. Selective. Memory is very malleable. We yeah. like to think that it's not, but it is. It yeah. is. Yeah. Very much so. They speed up 
the timeline a little bit. David dies. They have the funeral in Texas, and it is like you said, it is massive. It's yeah. a massive. He was the 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 yellow rose of Texas. Is was was kind of what David was known by. Um, so they show an overhead shot in this film, and, and like I mentioned earlier, it looks like the queen or king's coronation. You yep. know, it just the streets are lined with people on either side. Yep, and that's where I thought, oh wow. I mean that. I, I mean it was popular, I'm sure, but goodness. And then you watch the video, and there's like people on the street lined outside of the church. They had to put a video screen outside the church to yeah. show it so people could watch the funeral and there's people just wrapped all along. It's crazy. It's yeah. It's, it's I mean, you'll never see, you'll never a wrestler. Okay. And not to but any current wrestlers, but there will never be one as popular as those boys. I, I on when the time comes that those, the old guard does start to pass away. The flares, the Hogan's the, like those guys, you'll never see that again. It's hard to you're say not gonna because fill, you're not going to fill a stadium. I, it's hard to say though because now wrestling reaches such a worldwide audience. I mean, I feel like culture was just different. You know, sure, there was sure. less to do, and people like wrestling was more of a popular thing for the common. It wasn't just like wrestling fans; it's like people, just general people, enjoyed wrestling. Yeah, where now it's like wrestling fans watch wrestling, and no one else. You well, know, people everything. Don't. It's the nichification of yeah. America, right? Exactly. right. Everything, right. you know. Which I mean. Podcasts, right? Like, we, sure. We, you know, thanks, we, COVID. Yeah, but I mean, we, we podcasts play that, into yeah. that, right? Like, yeah. look how many podcasts that would never work as radio shows because there aren't enough fans of that one particular topic in each individual city. Sure, but collectively across America, yeah. there are, and so I mean, you know, the clip out is a fine example. Like, you like that would never work as a radio show. There aren't enough people in any one market that care about Peloton, but nationwide you can hobble together enough to justify yeah, it like you did but the people that mourned bray wyatt recently like yeah that's a huge loss and there are people outpouring i mean he was way too young to die oh yeah was super popular and over and it wasn't anything weird like he had covid and then he had a, a heart thing and that yeah killed him. but i mean worldwide the outpouring of love and support for him i mean is that's true i guess that's fair i'll say just, this i've never heard of that dude okay yeah and that's my point. But I but I've heard of these other people you've rattled yeah. off. Yeah. But that's that's what I think the difference is. It's not necessarily that you'll never have as many people that care, but it's so niche where but the Von Eriks were worldwide just celebrities, not wrestling celebrities. Yeah. They, because there was less to do, there was le- less shows. <laughs> that's true. No social media. People knew wrestling that weren't even wrestling fans. They were just like, "Oh, Sport, like this is a sport. sport. This is a thing, right? So I, I just think it's different. But it, you know, it, it was the beginning of the nichification of America. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think because if you if you think about it, like real sports would air on the networks, right? But wrestling never aired on on networks. No, not until WCCW ended up on ESPN. But even then, that's that's still a cable network. Oh, I see. Right? You mean like the, the big like three. the big three? I got you. And when they would try it, it wouldn't work. Like yeah. remember when they used to? You know, there was a period in the eighties where when SNL would have its off week, they would Saturday Night's main event. They would do a wrestling thing, and nobody watched it, and it went away. Mm-hmm. And so well, it's I, like, I don't think that's entirely true. I think they watched it. Because it was the the height of Hulkamania, yeah. So like those first few ones, yes, I think the they were. But God, that then, has to be one. Then of the, they trail off. Hulk Hogan has to be the most successful non, like the crossover a crossover star kind. Like like we were saying, it's the gonna bon- be Rock. Well, I know, but but that I, yeah, he's 
movie star and all that, definitely. But Hulk Hogan had America by the balls. Oh, yeah. As just like, you know what I mean? Like, I know The Rock's a famous movie star now, and Batista, there's people that have crossed over, but don't you feel like Hulk Hogan was a celebrity, not a popular wrestler, but like, he was Hulk a, Hogan was a, he was I, a cultural I, touchstone. But I feel like The, the Rock was 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 that and then yeah. movies turbocharged him but yeah. but he was making he made a lot of unsuccessful movies mm. oh, before yeah. he became a, a movie star yeah you know i mean so it, it took him a long time i mean it took him 10 or 12 years sure. before he really solidified the fact that people would go to a movie for, for him. him but hulk hogan became famous without movies his movies were but, bad but, but i but i a... i think the rock was famous before movies like oh like you know like as someone who didn't care yeah. about wrestling like when wrestling had that big run in Massive. the mid to late 90s yeah. yep. like i knew who the rock was i knew who, mm. who stone cold steve austin was yeah i knew who the undertaker was yeah after that well who's the the uh the Mick Foley. There we go. Yeah, yeah I knew Mankind. him. Three out of the yeah. four names you you just named rattled off. Yeah, wrestled for Fritz von Erich. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, um, so like I I knew yeah. those people. I mean, Hulk Hogan was massive, and I he just was feel like he, he had his own. I mean, he had the toys and the shirts and the grills and the you know. I just feel like Hulk Hogan like was in this upper stratosphere of absolutely. celebrity yeah. that wasn't attached to wrestling. Like it was, but like Hulk Hogan became a brand where. Oh, you know, yeah. Stone Cold yeah. was like popular wrestler. The Rock was famous wrestler and then famous movie star. But Hulk Hogan, for whatever reason, just to me, it seems was, like he just the Hulkamania was, was Hulkamania like was a thing. It was like Batman '89. It, it exactly. Was like yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um. So right? not, it was like not just a famous comic book hero. Batman is a celebrity. Yes, you know? that's, that's I don't disagree with <laughs> yeah. that at all. Yeah. Uh. So David dies. What they don't but really like tell the Rock you. made a lot of bad movies before yes. he, he finally oh, yeah. figured it out. Yeah. And then he figured I mean I and, think I feel like Faster, not the Fast and Furious. There's a movie called Faster where he the Rundown and Faster are the two that like this is he figured the Rundown it out. was the first one where I go, Hey, that <laughs> yeah. was fun. The Rundown was, was really good. good, but it wasn't a hit. It was, was not it? a hit. Yeah, no. like but I remember seeing it yeah. like a year or two later on cable and it was, it was like I was like, Well, that was really good. I rented like, yeah, I rented it's a lot of fun. I don't think El Dorado was the original name of that movie. And they should have stuck with that. They should have. Um, what they don't tell you in this movie. Be cool was really the first time that I was like that guy. Oh, but the, he was doing something very yeah. different there. Very too. different. Yeah. But it very showed different. that it's like okay, the Rock can do these different movies. Yeah. And, and then he went on a tear where it was not good. Yeah. And I did. I think I thought he was going to go the way of Hulk Hogan, where it's like, well, you tried. Yeah. Get on. Get your ass back to the ring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the way that works. Um, what they don't say in this movie is the the time frame between sure. when David dies and so but Carrie gets the shot. They 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 pass over Kevin and I feel like they they kind of they don't allude to it but Kevin didn't really want it like Kevin wanted to be with his brothers and to be in the ring but like that idea of being the traveling champion was like no thank you um, and it's only th- in in real time it's three months it's three months between when they put David in the ground to when Carrie wrestles that match against Ric Flair. Uh, and you can find all of these matches are on. I don't think they're on the network. I don't think they're on Peacock. If you go to YouTube and you look up uh, the parade of WCCW, the parade of champions, this match is there. Mm-hmm. And this, these whole, sh- all of these shows, these old world class shows are on YouTube mm-hmm. full free. Um, so 
Carrie wrestles this match. And but in the film, the father flips the coin. He's like, Kevin, I know you've been working so hard, but Carrie's more over. And Carrie basically. Is, and he's not and, wrong. And But he's like, we're going to flip a coin to decide. It was Carrie the whole time. Part of me wondered if he had a fake coin. Like, I, I, <laughs> I, I really thought he was pl- you know, pulling one over on them. That was going to be like, okay, two out of three. Yeah, yeah right, right. Because right. he's basically, yeah, I think the dad probably would have done that if Carrie didn't I get think, it. I think Kevin had the brain. I think Kevin was a very smart that was very smart about the wrestling business yeah. and he knew he knew that like the only way this is going to work yeah. it's got to be Carrie because like we Carrie was a movie star like he had the looks and also it's funny to think of like you look at Carrie Von Eric in 2023 you're like kind of a goofy looking dude and like oh what's wrong <laughs> with your face uh but I guess we haven't even talked about the bear guy the, the actor. bear guy well that's right. a shot put guy we're, yeah. we're that's Carrie yeah I know we really yeah. haven't mentioned the actor though we should tell people that. That's I guess, yeah, it's the guy it from it's it's from uh, Shameless Flip and the from Bear. Shameless, like Jeremy yeah. something Allen, Jeremy Allen White. White. Yeah, uh, and I think he does a great job. I, I, the problem is, is Carrie was about six three, you know, two hundred twenty five pounds, and Jeremy Allen White is not. He got in good <laughs> shape though. He did. I mean, he abs- it, but but my point is, is that Zach Efron got in Carrie Von Eric shape. Yeah, and Jeremy Allen White got in. Kevin Von Erich, but that's just how the again, like the actor. Unless they want to get a bunch of actual wrestlers that maybe can't do the acting part as well. Sure, you know sure, what I mean? sure. It's just no one's going to do that. The fact. Oh, is do you that, know who trained all these all these actors to be wrestlers? Chavo Guerrero. Chavo Guerrero. Yeah. yeah. Um, junior, not the old junior, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but Zac Efron got in incredible shape. Like it's ridiculous. You know, I, his abs I, are popping out. Well, Each also, one has I, abs. I think about like, his his body in Baywatch. Yeah. Where it's kind of like, oh, this is just like a slim, like this is like a bulked up version because he's ripped to shreds yeah. in Baywatch. He's ripped yeah. in Baywatch, but I mean, he put on, you know, there's a certain way wrestlers look with the wide chest. And yeah, everything. it's called steroids. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> but wrestlers have that wide chest, you know, there's yeah, a certain a he muscles was look. fitness model ripped in Baywatch. Exactly. Yes. And this one, he's, he was wrestler. He's like bodybuilder yes, ripped. Yes, that's yeah. exactly yeah. right. Yeah. And uh, it's crazy how big he got for this movie. It's, 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 it's dumb. Just, it's, it's insane <laughs> because he didn't need to. He could have been Baywatch shape, <laughs> yeah. but from the first movie, and it's like we joked about with Patrick Wilson taking his yeah, shirt right, off. Right, like, right, you're right. going to use shots of me with my shirt off. <laughs> and that first, when he wakes up, he's sleeping, but his arms are like, his muscles are up <laughs> in his he's, veins. He's literally using his bicep it's, as a pillow. Yeah, like, it's like, it's like he got little, pumped up before. a lot of... A lot of tidy whities in this movie. It was the seventies and eighties, but we didn't have to see them all. <laughs> oh, oh well. Uh-huh. I'm sure if a girl walked around in their underwear, you'd be like, "Oh, this yeah. is fun." <laughs> yeah, come on, equal opportunity. Yeah. So, Kev- Carrie wins the title. It's this massive thing. What they don't tell you is that Carrie dropped the title 18 days later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to back to Ric Flair in Japan. Like that's the problem with Carrie is he was not reliable. Um, he did, you know, it's the eighties, so drugs are running rampant and Carrie partook. And so Carrie, so was that his punishment for doing drugs? They, they took the, cause I mean, it's not like it's real competition where he lost a match. They, so they the, would have written it that way. The NWA would say, you know, as, as the NWA champion, you would get assignments basically like, Hey, you need to be in St. Louis on this day. You need to be on, you know, in, uh, Chicago on this day, Carrie would miss dates. And that was unacceptable. You had to make you're the champion. You have to make your dates. These other territories are counting on you to be there. And Carrie didn't. So they gave it back. So they to gave Flair it back to who was, who was reliable. Yeah, right. You know, like that was that was Ric Flair's life. Uh, Ric Flair's daughter 
is also is, is the, a current WWE superstar, Charlotte Flair. We have interviews with her on ReviewSTL.com. That's right. She's actually out right now because she completely blew her knee out. Uh, her ACL, MCL, and patella were gone. Mm. So she is done for a year. Mm, patella um, is delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Puh. Oh, Patella. That's different. <laughs> that is different. Yeah. Um, she plays a great heel, though, doesn't she's she? She's fantastic. I mean, I mean, her dad, She she. it's it's in the DNA. She's playing the... She is the female version of Ric Flair, basically. Yes. And she I'm plays better than great, you, and I know it. She plays a can't great... Comes me. out with the cape and the music. Oh, yeah. And everything. Same music, yeah. yeah. Um, so while all of this is going on, Carrie uh, has a... He's right. He rides motorcycles. He um, has an like, accident. Like, this is the dramatization. Because he has the accident, I think, two years later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but this one, it's so the sad. Time, the time frame is It's is so sad. Wider. He wins the title in the movie, and then he's like, I just can't come down. You know, I'm so excited. Whatever. I'm going to go for a ride to burn some energy. And you see him drinking yeah, at that point, in the movie. When he has the accident, he's already lost the title. And he's already... Um, in real life. In real life. But yeah. in the movie, he goes out to ride his motorcycle... After it, putting it, his it, beard it seems like it's like that night. It's the so night like he of, got the title, right, right, right. And, then, and then he gets into an accident. It's really interesting how they film it. You know, it's like first person POV of him yep. on the road, and you see Again, another car. They ahead. don't show you anything. Yeah. No, and then go it's to also black. a budget friendly way to film also it. Also correct. But <laughs> I liked it. Like, I think I the accident. I, I think the. I think he wins the title in '84. The accident is in '86. Yeah. In real in real time, yeah. he hit a parked police car. Yeah. So in the movie, it fades to black, and then it, he wakes up, and he's getting up, and you're just like, oh, what's going on? This oh, he has some road rash on his back, and you're like, okay, well, I guess ooh, he survived, because not knowing the story, I'm like, oh, right. there goes another one. But he survives with the road rash, and he gets up, and he's on crutches, and I'm like, dang, he can't wrestle, because he just got injured, and he's hobbling around, and then it pull, the camera pulls back when he's at the fridge, and there's no foot there. They had to, He had damaged his ankle so bad yeah. that it's funny. I was getting two stories confused, because there's another wrestler named Brian Pillman who had a similar thing. He destroyed his ankle, yeah. and he was – I always thought it was Carrie, but it's Brian Pillman, who was all hopped up on pain meds. He got up to and put all of his weight on the ankle and destroyed it again, and they Whoa. had to cut his ankle. Like, they couldn't mm-hmm. fix it. And I, for whatever reason, I thought that was Carrie, but this is not. Like, it, Carrie's ankle was just so damaged that they couldn't save it. Yeah. Um, now, what, now they, they, what they don't tell you in this, Fritz – told the doctors you do not tell anyone yeah. that carrie doesn't have a foot so when we see carrie putting that that fake foot on he wrestled like that and told no at nobody knew he was in the wwf wrestling against the biggest wrestlers from yep. that time that you know with no foot with no foot and if wow. you go back and, and watch normal doing it it's insane watch him wrestle post accident you would have no idea it's like ins- that's how good he was i could not believe that i mean so you see this struggle and again i think because it's like the dad kept pushing him and they don't quit they don't give up and and they felt such guilt and just obligation to do this right but i could not believe when i went and watched the matches where in the wwf when he goes there he becomes the texas tornado and you watch these matches against oh, well that's that's the other thing we were talking mr. about perfect and is yeah he beats mr perfect like his first night for the intercon which is the intercontinental championship but he has no foot and he looks <laughs> like he's i mean yeah. doing the wrestling moves that every wrestler does it's what an insane story he's, he's he is probably one of if if he had lived if he had gotten himself together he would have been the person we're talking about like Hulk, not uh, maybe not to the level of Hulk Hogan, yeah. but he's in that conversation. He was yeah. that good. What we were talking about earlier is when Vince would bring in people from other organizations, he would take their gimmick and be like, no, yeah. like that's not who you you're this. Right. So Dusty Rhodes, who is a pretty good example, 
was just kind of like this southern everyman. He's the common man, right? That was his gimmick. When he comes to the WWF, he's like, you're wearing polka dots now. And yeah. you're doing it's just like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> I remember that. So, you know, the modern day warrior, Kerry Von Erich, is this massive star. And he signs with Vince. And he's like, nope, we're not going to call you Kerry Von Erich. We're not going to call you the thing that everybody knows you by. We're just going to call you the Texas Tornado. That was his name. And, Which and they kind of fla- still do today with, you know, Daniel Not, Bryanson or whatever. Well, that's Brian true. Because, because what they want to do is they want to own. They want to own the IP. The yeah. IP. So, but people know that. What's what's CM Punk's name? Or what's, CM Punk. He's always been CM Punk. Okay. Bad, but Brian, Brian, Daniel, Brian, Brian Danielson, Danielson is Daniel Bryan. Is Dan- what's the other one that goes to AEW? And is the, what's, oh, Adam Copeland? Yeah. Or, so or, or, we, we, know him, we knew him as Edge, but he can't call yeah. himself Edge, so he's Adam and Copeland. And the other guy that looks like Ed Sheeran. What's his name? The other guy that's it's, like Sheeran. Is John Daniel Moxley? Bryan? Moxley, yes. Oh, so he was Dean Ambrose in the WWF, but his real name is, well, I don't know if it's his real name. But, but that's his AEW name. It's but, John Moxley. But people know, but now I guess there's more social media and stuff where back then, I mean, do you think it was a secret or did people... I think everybody knew he was Kerry Von Erich. Yeah, so I mean, it's still, just because you changed the name, I mean, I know that's the famous gimmick, but people still know. Yeah. He but took it away, but, but, like, but Vince wants to own everything. Yeah. So that's why he wouldn't do, like... He wouldn't when he bought WCW. He wouldn't use any of their pay per view titles. Yeah, because he's like, I didn't, I didn't create it. I don't yeah. want. It. I'm gonna own it, but I'm not using it. Yeah. Um. So Carrie breaks. You know, they destroy his foot. Now, Mike, the, and the, to me, this is the most. This is the most heartbreaking one. Um. Yeah. He again, like his father's running out of people for the roster. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. So right. Bring up. He was like the cameraman in their operation. And not a re- like no he was a re- he was good yeah. right but he wasn't Carrie or Kevin yeah. or David and clearly his heart wasn't in it as the movie no presents so Mike's in the ring and they you know he he's doing his thing and they what they don't tell you in this one is that they're in Israel is how is when this injury happens so they're in Israel wrestling a match and uh, Mike dislocates his arm now we've seen Mike throughout the movie he I I love this scene where the he's got a gig. And his mom says, "No, you're not going." And, and the, the brother, brothers, the brothers yeah. are like, "We'll we'll we'll go with him." And she's like, "Absolutely not." Well, the brothers sneak him out. Yeah, I do love how they portray the brothers yeah, in this. The I think yeah. it's they all fantastic. Hug and embrace, and they clearly they love, love each, each other. other. Yeah. Like, it's, and I love it's, the fact that they were supporting his interest in something that wasn't wrestling. Yes, they were just supporting their brother. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so he wrestles. He's wrestling this match, and he goes for a drop kick, and he lands on his shoulder and he dislocates it's not even that big of a deal right he just dislocates his shoulder well what happens is he gets on a plane with what you're not supposed to do uh with an injury like that and he I th- I'm, he either he gets a blood clot and i think he has to have emergency he gets back to texas i think it was just from what i understand it's just was routine shoulder surgery in texas and he gets a staff infection i thought they were trying to get a blood like a, there was a blood maybe you, but you he's going right. in for he's going in to just fix the shoulder. It's in Texas. It's yeah. not even out of the country, and he gets an infection. His temperature goes from like 107. I think they said 105 in real life in the movie. I think oh. they say 107 to you know. But what still, a weird thing to change. I know. <laughs> yeah, right. But, I mean, right? all the things. Even at the, 105, all adults are like Jesus. I know. Right? In yeah. the documentaries, they they kept saying 105, but yeah, I think the movie says 107. But anyway, okay. they're like he's in a coma, and that's the point again. Whereas an audience member not knowing the story, we're all just like, oh my. God, like, what yeah. are the chances? Like, if it Family. wasn't a true story, you'd be like, oh, bull. <laughs> Badger right. than fiction. Yeah. 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 So he 
they think he's going to die. Kevin tells a, like a, a gut wrenching story about how they all circled Mike's bed and they started praying. And then Mike came out of it and he just pops out of it. And the doctor's like, we don't know how or why he's better. Well, I don't know if he's better. He's yeah. alive. Careful right. what you wish for. Yeah. yeah. As the story goes, he was never the same. No, right? he, he boiled his brain. Yeah. Like that. It's just, yeah, his brain. And, and uh, Kevin tells the stories about he would attack parked cars with no one in them. Yeah. He would just like start he, attacking them and banging on them. Like he just he just wasn't there. He would have these moments of rage that something in his brain just he just couldn't control it right. anymore. Uh, so and I will tell you, you can find the, the there's a the press conference, dude. Like it is like, hard to I'll be watch. back. He can hardly talk, and he's like, "Yeah, I'll be." His back. eyes all up. Yeah. Like he's it's all bloodshot. And, and this is in the movie. Like I mean, they portray it pretty mm-hmm. well. Where you can see the guy where he's like holding his hand. He can hardly even have mo- a movement of his hand. His other hands in a cast. And he's like, "Yeah, I'll oh, be back." Did you say toxic shock? That's what he That's gets. That's what he goes into. Well, he got a staph infection. And then the toxic. But the temperature yeah. or something. And then, yeah, he got yeah. toxic shock syndrome. Uh, but Which he, I got to tell you, before cell phones, right? Yeah. And I lived in a house with two women. There wasn't much to read when you're dropping a deuce. Except oh, so for the back of the tampon back thing. Of Baca, and that's yeah, how that's, I learned about toxic shock. <laughs> yeah, that's, I think, the thing it's most commonly associated with and nowadays people know more but man watching the uh, the way they portray this in the movie is yeah. almost identical yeah like, is. mike is gone like the mike that we see before is not the mike we get after he comes out of that coma and jim it, henson died of toxic oh shock. dang yeah oh wow What's i just thought with those pneumonia <laughs> oh, yeah. i thought it was just pneumonia i see i never realized it caused that that it went oh over sure yeah. but the fact that fritz and no one else like no one else had the balls to step in on his behalf because fritz was pushing these kids so hard yeah there is no one in their right mind that would think that mike should have continued wrestling after that. no he should Call never have day. been yep like he just, should never he, have gotten he back shouldn't in, have been in the ring in the first place the but to say that he's going to be back and wrestle is just crazy, and and that and he pressure can't. and he couldn't. Yeah. Uh, he knew so that. Like I think in real life, Mike did get busted with drugs, so he had some drug charges pending. And that's he, Carrie. No, it's also Mike. Oh, really? Yeah, I know that was Carrie. It is story Carrie. That they don't get into in the movie. It is also okay. Carrie. Uh, that Mike also yeah. had some drug charges, and he felt that he was going to dishonor the family name, and mm. he took a bunch of pills and he wrote a note and he took some beers and he, he literally wrapped himself up in a sleeping bag. They, and they don't, they See, kind I think of Kevin, the way that Kevin tells the story in those interviews, he says like it was before people knew stuff and he was just fighting through the pain and stuff and took a bunch of meds with beer. And it, like, that's the way that Kevin oh, presented it. Well, I'm pretty sure he left a note. Yeah. I think they all left notes. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. They're polite. Like, that. <laughs> right. Uh, well, that dad taught him. Uh, yeah. You, know, you yeah. better be, so he he got arrested for drug possession, and then he ODs in his car, and that's they find. And this is, I mean, this is kind of the beginning of the end. Like that's the, the Von Erich curse. It's hard to not believe it. Yeah, you know, at this point, well, once David dies, it's like the whole thing is just such a mess. It's it's, it's on with a, them swapping people for the title yeah. shot, and then you know, and just Carrie, one thing Car- after at this point, another. I think Carrie's gone. I think Carrie is in the WWF when Mike dies. I think. Because Mike dies in, I wrote it down. <laughs> uh, Mike died in '87, and then Chris died in '91. Okay. So Carrie, I think, is up there because Carrie dies in '93. Okay, spoilers. Uh, and it, this is, you know, I think now we're focused in the movie. At least we're focusing on Kevin, like his. He's got this new family. He's got these twin boys. He's got 
Lily James is, you know, and he has just fallen apart. He, and he's also, I do, they, they, they do this, which I think is interesting is when they're doing the boy's birth certificate, he does not put Von Eric on the gift certificate, on the gift certificate, on the, <laughs> on the birth certificate. Children are <laughs> Sometimes, uh, he puts Atkinson, which is their legal name. Like that's their actual yeah. name. Um, like it shows how much weight he was putting in this. Like he even says in these later interviews, he's like, "I know I, it's silly. I shouldn't believe in this stuff." Like, but, but it's hard to it's not. Hard, man, it, it would be hard even if you didn't believe in anything. But this stuff kept happening. It would be hard not to be like, "I'm cursed," you yeah, know, or the family's cursed. Yeah, and and it's sad because as you see, like his marriage is kind of falling apart because he is not coming home and he's trying to stay away from these boys. And he's like, "I don't want them to get it," which does sound ridiculous. And Lily James is like, "Come on," right. you know? But she's like, "This doesn't work. You, you need to come home because this doesn't work." I can't for do me. this by myself. She's working. She has aspirations. She wants to be a vet, and right. they've got these two kids, so she has to go to work. And meanwhile, he's just like, and I, but I get it. Like, dude, if there's anyone you can sympathize with, yeah. I mean, he does have to step up and be there for his family. But the dude has been through. He's, he's lost two. He's lost stuff. three brothers already. So it's just a terrible situation. Over, you know, very much around. so. Very much so. Um, now they re- they Kevin is still wrestling. He has this match with Flair. The timeline for this one is messed up. This is not right. Did you notice too how as you know when the brothers. When things are getting worse, don't look and worse. at that clock. Yeah. <laughs> when things are getting worse and worse and worse, and you see the arena, and it's like it's I getting less it's and Mike, less. You see less people in yeah. the audience. I thought that was a really can, slick move. How you can tell? I mean, just to show without again without telling you, mm-hmm. you see the turnout for these shows. People don't care anymore. The thing is, no. ending. The, the like I said, the David Manning and Bill Mercer are these two characters that they kind of combine into one. Uh, the 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 guy who's like the ring announcer. Yeah, the, that's Bill Mercer and David David Manning. Like two characters put together, and that guy is going to be in St. Louis at the Toy Man show, which I work at every oh know, nice month or whatever. Uh, he David Innes, I think is his name Scott Scott Innes, and he so. does some voices of Scooby Doo and Shaggy and oh. stuff. But he's the actor that played him. Yeah, so come meet him, Toy Man. Uh, yeah, maybe I January. Will. So that flare match they that they do here, where where it looks like Kevin screws it up and he attacks Flair. Oh yeah, uh, that actually happens in 1985. So Mike and Carrie are both still alive when that happens. In the movie, they're both dead. Mm. So like the time timeline is a little messed up, but it sure. Also, it is kind of funny how everybody freaks out that it looks like Kevin like hurt Flair, and it's like you knew what was going to happen. Why are yeah, you that's guys- one of my complaints about this movie is that when they are in when they're doing stuff in the ring, mm-hmm. it's really hard to know what is wrestling. And what is not, and what, and when it when it suddenly becomes real, sure. And like I, w- I wish there was a little bit more delineation to to when something was happening that wasn't planned. Well, even when when they go back to the locker room, boy, yeah. and Flair's like, "Hey, man, you were awesome out there, right? Like, we we got some heat, like but, we got something but going." In the movie, in the narrative, because you're right, this is this match is not in the timeline how it happened, right? But he was not supposed to do that. Like he held on to him and got disqualified. This was supposed to be his title shot. Oh, is that right? Like, like he was not supposed to DQ him. And that's why the dad's like, what the hell was going on out there? So he screwed the whole thing up in the movie. In the oh oh yeah yeah yeah. So yes. in, in the movie, this is the the total the end of this whole thing because you know after that like because Carrie's sitting there and Carrie is about to go like because at the end in the movie yeah it's Fritz and Carrie are both sitting there yeah and, and we've like, seen what the hell are you doing and we've seen Carrie try to wrestle on this busted foot and he can't do it 
Um, and then and Kevin screws this thing up, and so there's just nothing left. And so now he goes to WWE. He takes the WWF. The, yeah, he, he takes the offer, and yeah. it's hard to not take that offer in 90, 91. Yeah. So like fast forward. So no one's at these shows anymore. No. The dad gives the business to Kevin. Which I, th- Okay, so this isn't true. Okay. Fritz is the one who sells to Jerry Jarrett. Oh, okay. Kevin did not want to sell to sell the promotion and so they flipped the roles they did to yeah. make it more like this is how he gets out that's correct the happy ending for kevin is right. getting out but, but yeah fritz is the one and and the fact that jerry jarrett who we know his son his son jeff, is jeff jarrett. jarrett who is still in yeah that's right yeah. still working today he was i just watched him like yesterday yeah so fritz i mean he basically kind of suckered jerry jarrett i think jerry jarrett thought he was buying a hot <laughs> territory and he was because it was but apparently <laughs> he didn't get the not, updates correct yeah. but in the uh, movie though narrative sell, wise he though, sells it he sells to jerry jerry he gives it to kevin kevin talks with fritz and he says hey well lily james pam in the movie is like we can't this place is too small we've got these two boys i don't know if this point one's on the way if they show that might be no later, that's the very they're end. like we can't we can't live here anymore we got to do something and so he goes to his dad and he's like i got an offer from Jared. He's like, don't you dare. And then the dad's like, if you sell, you will never walk through those doors again. Basically disowning him. Right. As like, they're watching Carrie win the IC title. And yeah, he's at Survivor Series or something. Yeah. And yeah, <coughs> watching him wrestle. So Carrie comes home. Uh, he and he's clearly a, is not in a good way. He is a mess. Yeah. He is a mess. Bring some woman home they've never heard of or seen. And right. He even says, like, that's no one. Like, later on, like, just bring yeah, he gets, someone he gets home. A, and, Carrie calls Kevin, on like, at night. And he's like, "Who? where's Tanya? And he's like, who? Yeah. <laughs> but but he, so at this, when he comes home for Christmas, he brings the dad a 44 Magnum or something. Woods, which was once owned by Anton Chekhov. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that is when I saw. Well yes, yeah. I was like, do you know yeah. some history in this? Like, that was great. You? Yeah, I've never heard a word that way. That yeah. was slick. But but he brings him a gun and and gets all mad because the dad won't fire it off. And he's like, it's Christmas. We're about to eat dinner. Like, dude, chill out. Right. And he's like, okay, sorry, 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 sorry. So and, and then, he and Carrie is in a bad way. And like, Kevin has this talk with him. He's like, are you okay? Yeah. And yeah. he's like, yeah, I'm fine. Carrie, you know, I'm, yeah. I, I think the getting pretty good at knowing what it looks like when one of my brothers is about to die. <laughs> yeah. Well, he says, no. I mean, he they're talking on the phone and Kevin has said he's like what he kept saying is like about how brave Chris was for doing what he did and how how strong and how, you know, how much balls it took to do that. And Kevin's like. Hey man, yeah. What are you talking about? Right. Like, just tell me where you are. I'll come get you. And I think Kevin You're talking about in the movie would be Mike, right? Chris isn't in the movie. Sorry. Well, no, because Mike takes the drugs. But the the conversation, the real life conversation between okay, Kevin and the Carrie, real life, the okay. real life is that Ka- Carrie was like, you know, basically saying how strong Chris was for shooting himself. Got it. Okay. Um. And Carrie, I think I like tells, when he calls me. He goes, oh, I'm glad you're still up. <laughs> yeah. It was just like, kind of this like dark humor, but like you know, Zach Efron's getting out of bed trying to be quiet, not to right, wake the right, wife right. up. Oh, good, I'm glad you're up. I'm glad like, you're up. I'm up. Uh-huh. But, but it's horrible. Yeah, he's just like he's I talking think, like he's going to end it all. Yeah, I think he says I'm going to go to the ranch. So Carrie calls. I'm sorry, Kevin calls the ranch and talks to Fritz. He's like, Hey. Carrie's coming up there. You need to like keep him there because I'm coming. And Fritz, and Fritz says, in, "You boys need to work it out." But in real life, Fritz is like he's like laying concrete on right. the ranch, and he doesn't pay any attention to it. So yeah, in real life, he says, "I got to call you back." He right. doesn't you know, whatever. But but yeah, in the movie, narrative wise, he says, "You boys have to work it out again." This thing that he commonly does throughout the film, where he's just got this thing where he's like, "I'm not going to step in and well, do anything." They have that moment with Kevin and Moira Tyranny. 
where he's like, hey, can you tell dad to back off Mike? And she's like, that's between you. Like, yeah, even man, she, she, I think after losing her all of them son <laughs> yeah no, i think from the beginning i think because oh, that Jack. cold moment is in the very beginning when none of the others had died yet she just like like she's cold from the beginning and i think losing jack jr really screwed probably her up. probably and so that's you know what they're showing like this woman and that scene when she has to put on the same black dress and she's like i can't people will notice is heartbreaking that's a really good mm-hmm. scene it's a very good and scene. lily james is comforting her and saying like it's okay you need you know no one's gonna It'll care okay. about that whatever but heartbreaking i mean this woman has you know lost so many kids that she hasn't had time to buy a new black dress right like right yeah. but anyway so so he, he goes to the ranch he goes to the Kevin ranch goes to the ranch sees a car park door he open, sees carrie's car runs into the house doors open to the house and he hears a and gunshot and i was in, in this moment i was just like i know what's gonna happen i know how all of these brothers died yeah i, I think know. we all do at this point yeah, too, yeah. right like they change this a little bit carrie kevin does not find carrie it's fritz that finds carrie yeah. kevin found chris yes like we were saying earlier correct correct um and there's a uh, a moment where Kevin snaps and he goes after Fritz and he's like, you did this. This is on you. And Fritz immediately blames Kevin. Like you should have helped him. You should have done whatever. Oh, God, this dad is so horrible. I mean, he was such a horrible person. He's the worst. It's a character choice where he's gets worse. Like, I don't think he's that bad. I, I think it's there, I think he's right? Always, it's under the surface. He's bad, but he gets more and more selfish as his chances diminish, right? Like that's what it's once about. he realizes the belt's never going to come home or whatever. Like yeah. he gets desperate. Yeah, and he it gets came. Worse. It came home for eighteen days. Yeah, but and he's <laughs> but he's horrible from the beginning. The fact that he dragged all his sons and forced them, and Mike and Chris, who was five five, like the fact that this guy would to keep this dynasty going to bring champions home, yeah. would do this to his kids. I mean, he's awful. It, yes, he yeah. was awful. Not as awful as Grizzly Smith. If you out there, YouTube, don't, don't know maybe Grizzly. maybe Google. It's Jake the Snake's dad. Oh. Google that guy. Mm. It's bad. That's real bad. It, this is a very weird scene. I thought he was going to kill the dad and like not knowing the story. I'm yeah, like, not knowing the how? story. I was like, oh, does he kill the dad? <laughs> he goes jail for murder. Yeah. No, no. Oh, man, that would have been one hell of an ending. But he movie. almost <laughs> strangles him to death and then lets off, which right. I think we were all like relieved that he got that outlet because this guy's awful. Yeah, right. But and he did there, kill him. There is this weird scene where he where Carrie picks up Kevin's body. Kevin picks up Carrie. Yeah. What did I say? I the opposite. The opposite? Yeah, yeah. That would be a weird <laughs> That's one. Another weird way to end the movie. And he lays him down on the table and he has this moment, you know, he's holding his hand and we flash to, uh, Carrie, uh, walking, you know, on the grass. He's got both of I his like feet. It. He jumps his foot's back yeah. and he sees, I think this is a brilliant choice. He crosses over. Puts Worst the coin. scene in the movie. Oh, you oh, thi- oh I no. It. I think it was no. great. I think the it's way they did it. Bad scene. It's oh. in, and, and I will do one better. It's an irresponsible scene. What do you mean? Because anyone watching this movie who might be struggling with suicide okay. that sees this scene is going to, is go is it's, yeah, it's. I see what you're saying. It is a bad and irresponsible scene in this movie. I see that argument. Like absolutely, it, I do. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it is. I get that they're wanting to yeah. try and give some sort of happy ending for these brothers, right? But like, I, I, just, the way it was displayed, I just thought I could absolutely understand was, that. Well, you're I not wrong it from that angle, right? Because yeah. it's a valid point. Carrie's not on drugs. He's healthy. Yeah, he gets his foot back. He sees. David with the world championship around his waist. Yeah. He sees Mike rocking a guitar. Yeah. So like everybody and is perfect. N- not, not brain yeah, damage. Not brain damage. Right. Yeah. I, I, but see yeah, what you're I saying. mean, I, I, I do feel that's irresponsible in a way. I totally get that. But what they're trying to do is this family went through so much hell 
it's like, good Lord, but at least, you know, it, to think somewhere there. I mean, people say this stuff all the time. I'll see you again. You're in, you know, they're just for doing sure. That but thing. The, but the, to have it visually yeah. spelled yeah. out for you like that, especially when it's essentially instantaneous. Sure. That it's like, oh, if you yeah. shoot yourself, yeah, that, you will instantly get your foot back, reunite with your loved ones. Well, your, yeah, brother, who, your brothers will be happy. Who wouldn't take that? That's fair. Like, right? I mean, yeah. Like, that's, I get yeah. that. No, I, I, I liked, don't disagree at all. I liked the, you know, he puts the coin down. It's like passing over on the, like, well, yeah, it's the, the river the, paying the ferryman. Yeah, the ferryman. I, I, I liked the metaphor of it and everything, but yeah, I get But I, I don't see, I, I, I never thought of it that way, but you're absolutely right. I think you're totally right. Um, now does it flash forward to him and the boys? Zach, is it? Is yeah. So he sell, ends, well, he sell right? he sells. We see him sitting down with Jerry mm-hmm. Jarrett and selling the promotion, uh, and then it's him with Lily James and the boys are playing. And I I don't like it when people say this broke me, X Y Z broke me. Yeah. I, I, whatever. Because this is like the most gut wrenching thing. Why don't you like that when people say that? I just think it's overused. Yeah. I think people oh. use it all the time. Well, yeah, it's just shorthand for it's seen wrecked me. Yeah, but this, just... so Ke- Kevin yeah, this is got me to tear up. He's this sitting is... there watching his boys play football, and he starts crying. And the boys come over and they're like, "What's what's the matter?" He's like, "I used to be a brother, and now well, I'm not." Well, but it's a little more subtle than that. Oh the, no, it but, is. But, but I just, I'm, I, I'm but, not but, try but, to... but what well, I'll say because I just want to do justice to it. He's crying. He's like, "I'm sorry, boys. You shouldn't see me crying. A man shouldn't cry." Yeah. And the two boys go, "That's okay. You can cry. We cry all the time. You <laughs> yeah. know, like, it's so refreshing. This is an important message, very much to so. send to people, especially." in like a macho world you know what i mean like oh, this, yeah. the world of wrestling i'm not i'm not trying to be derogatory i'm just saying no there's a there's muscles a there's and a, macho and be a man and there's all a that. toxic masculinity right absolutely there yeah. like this and, is when people talk about it like when like masculinity is fine it's like okay but there's a there's, there's a, a line. Qual- yeah. There's a there's a qualifying adjective attached to the word masculinity. Right. So right. right. Yeah. It's just so well written in the way the kids say, "It's fine, Dad. You can cry. We cry all the time." And he go and they go, "Do you know why you're crying?" And he's like, "Well, I guess I used it's to, just I, that I used to be. I used to be a brother, brother, and now I'm not. And now I'm not a brother anymore." And they go, "We'll be your brothers." Go off. <laughs> and then he's crying, and he's thank you, boys. And then they yeah. go and have a catch, and, and that's how it ends. And that's how it's it a ends. beautiful it moment. Is. And Kevin tells the story in an interview, mm-hmm. and he used to say that that he's like, you know, that I wasn't a brother anymore. And I just think the way that they wove that into the writing and ended it on that beautiful moment, like, yeah, that. it was really well done. I'd be uh, like, well, brothers don't pay each other allowance. <laughs> so. so sorry, boys. I was yeah. just thinking of all the ways like that wouldn't work. Out. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything that they let's the, see the post credit scene or Rick. Flair yeah, comes right, out right, like, right. Okay. So, okay. So Gino Hernandez, we talked about earlier. He, he's the first guy that Mike and Kevin wrestle in the beginning of the mm-hmm. movie. He dies in 86. So like, and then Bruiser Brody dies in 88. So like world class is dealing with all of these deaths at the same time. Uh, da, da, da. But Kevin and Pam were married for forty something years. That, yeah, so that's, that's cool. rare in wrestling. I, I think that's, that's rare in life. That's true. But when you see <laughs> the fact that. that that Kevin does have the happy ending and that he gets to grow up with his kids, and then they show you in real life that he he got a ranch. I guess I guess the difference. So what ranch. happens is honestly, they he built the life he wanted. He yeah. did, right? But they move. They that's they what I mean. they it's leave Texas. Yeah, in real life that. They were, wor- you know, 
Kevin was like, I got to get out of here. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And he picked up his family and they moved to the whole, moved to Hawaii. Yeah. Like, that's oh, for it's real. Hawaii. Yeah. Okay. So, but, but it's like, and he, and he did the thing that in the beginning he joked about, they wrote it into the story. He's like, Hey, we can build a huge home and have all the family come live there. And they show a picture of like he and his kids and their kids, his grandkids yep. are all living on this ranch and just, and you watch interviews with him, watch the vice thing. And he's just like in the beautiful nature. And he they, I think they ducks ju- walking around. I and, think they just moved back to Texas. Oh, okay. like just recently, oh, I think. Yeah, because they're well, OK, so just a few of the names that have went through the WCCW at one point. Ric Flair, uh, the great Muda for hardcore wrestling fans. Uh, Michael P.S. Hayes, Steve Austin, Mick Foley, Rick Rude, the ultimate warrior, the undertaker. Like a lot of those Texas based guys mm-hmm. all went through uh, WCCW, the world class championship wrestling. Um, yeah. So f- fun fact, you know, when uh, Bill Mercer and. Kevin are talking in the office and there's those two guys that are wrestling in the ring. Mm-hmm. That's Ross and Marshall Von Eric. Oh, like those are Kevin's sons. Oh, those, yeah. are, those are the, those are the boys. The boys now wrestle. Um, they were just on TV uh, for AEW. The, oh, Ke- wow. Kevin was on TV. Like they were all, they were out oh, there together. AEW is like a commercial, right? Kind of. They do those things. I mean, where so, they... But, but I mean, the, the boys yeah. are legit wrestlers. Oh, like, I know. I know. I know. Team. But you mean to promote this movie? They did a, no, no, no. They wrestled. They they brought them in to, to work some yeah. matches and see where oh, they no, were. Oh no no I know they really wrestle. I'm saying you, they were just on to promote this movie. Co- yes yeah that's yes what I'm yes okay. yes absolutely. Because I've heard AEW is getting in hot water because it's turned into a commercial. They do these Sometimes. silly bits. Yeah, they had a Texas Chainsaw Massacre match. Like that's the kind of horrible. I know WWF has done some promotional yeah, things. They had the but, Mountain Dew Pitch Black match. Yeah, like, but I'm just on. saying like I know, but these AEW ones I've seen clips from. My like, good <laughs> lord. <laughs> But they so and then so those are Kevin's sons. Yeah. Carrie had two daughters, uh, Lacey, who had like a cup of coffee. She was in the business for very short. Uh, and another daughter who has stayed away from wrestling altogether until just recently. Oh, uh, she started doing some interviews about oh. the family and stuff like that. Um, the other things I did want to talk about just real quick, <laughs> just, <laughs> just things, you, things you can watch. Like if you're interested in this family, we did talk about it's Dark Side of the Ring season two. Mm. Uh, the the the. the the Von Erics is what that one is. WWE did a documentary on the promotion, which is pretty much all this is. It's called the uh, Triumph and Tragedy of WCCW. Uh, there's also, you can, like I said, you can go online. All of these matches that they reference and they show you are real. So you can see Ric Flair versus Kerry Von Erich. Uh, if you look up... Uh, you can see him versus Kevin. Yeah, you- So the but the three that I will reference is Kerry... Versus Jerry Lawler mm-hmm. from Super Clash Three, uh, Kevin versus Kevin versus Ric Flair from February of uh, nope sorry April of eighty three, and then there's a bunch of other. The Parade of Champions is the big one. Uh, when you, if you just look, it's nineteen eighty four is when that happens. So that's all on YouTube. Like I don't know how that happened because I thought Vince bought the library, but I guess not. Um, so all of that stuff is out there. I, the one match I will say is the the Pride. The champ, the Pride of Champions, and then the Super Clash Three is kind of the one of the better carry Von Eric. He tears his bicep like five minutes into the match, and then has to. It's it is a blood and guts match because Carry is just leaking blood all over yeah. the place. But it's it gives you an idea. He has no foot, uh, and it gives you an idea of how good he was. Man, I mean, we didn't even talk about that scene where uh, Efron goes over the top 
rope and then lands on the concrete. He gets like a suplexed on the concrete. <laughs> and he's like, that wasn't even supposed to happen. And first he's like, you know, that's how they test you. That's how they went. I'm see if you can get through it. And he can barely even get in the ring before the 10 count. Right. And that's where he gets the, the also qualifying. the fact that Fritz kind of gives him crap for that. And I was like, well, also he barely makes it in. It's drama, baby. You're supposed yeah. to barely make yeah, it. Yeah, in. I think yeah, it was you know, all, but he almost had that. Like that's foreshadowing for the thing where yeah. he gets disqualified. Where it's like he almost didn't and <laughs> would lose the shot. You know, yes, so. correct. I I think it's. I think this is probably too late for Oscar contention. I don't think so. No, no. We didn't get it in time for like local awards voting, but it's yeah. it's out there. For I think Oscars. you got to put him. I you got to put Efron up. Yeah. I think he gets should be nominated for best actor. Yeah, I think. It's good. I think people are going to dismiss this because it's wrestling, but the Rotten Tomato scores is 90-something percent. The audience score is 90-something. I mean, this is a great film. It's like with Moneyball that we talked yeah. about. You don't have to care For about sure. wrestling. There's a lot of wrestling in it, but I think it's, it it's looks not the, real. It's not it's, the focal point. But it, yeah. but it looks real. They did a good job with the wrestling. Like you said, they had people on it that, that obviously knew their stuff. It's interesting to watch, uh, but it's about the family dynamic more yeah. than anything. Yeah. Yeah. No, this was a really good movie. Yeah. I thought I and enjoyed it as much as you could enjoy this story because it's sure, a sure, sure. story yeah. yeah so uh anyway i guess that's it for this one let's go around the table and everyone can say where to find them this is joe you can follow me on the twitter at joey butts b-u-t-t-s 21 and also yeah. on letterbox at the same and on binge movies for this and special. on binge movies yeah it's yeah. i mean like we didn't intend for it to go four hours <laughs> and no. then i i looked at the clock and i was just like oh no the question <laughs> is did you record it Yes. Oh, whew. yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I learned my lesson. This is Kevin. Follow me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett. And this is Tom. You can follow me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online at Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group. And, of course, don't forget our Patreon at Patreon.com slash Real Spoilers. So that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, Mary and Andy elope. Get ready for a spoiler. Say it twice cause we already warned ya Better watch out, it's gonna ruin the plot Real spoilers Real spoilers Real spoilers Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.